Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with Charlie Long. Bobby J getting uh, today off. Steve Geller will join us at 545 for a triple option. Before we start breaking down the top tight ends for the 2024 draft, I'm going to throw it to Ian Ozan, who has the latest on the traffic situation and also the event that uh, led to the traffic backup. Yeah, let's go ahead and take it back a little bit, Mike, to the very beginning of this. We initially were told by police that the victim in this incident had died. Now the NOPD says he's still alive. They're walking back the claim that he died, saying that he was driven to a hospital after the shooting and that he is now in grave condition. So the victim's still alive. NOPD says the shooting happened around 1245 on the expressway just past the Chapatula Street exit ramp. Investigators say someone drove that victim, a 23-year-old black man, to a hospital. The investigation into that shooting tied up traffic on the Crescent City Connection from downtown to the West Bank all afternoon. The... Crescent City Connection closed at the St. Charles exit starting at around 1 o'clock. Only within the last hour or so has it been reopened and traffic finally starting to flow in both directions. Traffic coming in from the West Bank was moving slow because of rubberneckers, but now headed to the West Bank, everything's good. Still uh, slow going right now, but... uh, if you drive in this traffic on a day-to-day basis, just going to be a little bit longer of a delay as people finally start to make their way through uh, traffic. If you're on a surface street, give yourself enough time there as well to get where you're going because we're still seeing delays. The uh, Huey P. Long Bridge from Elmwood across to Bridge City, slow going there as people who were using that as an alternate route are still finding themselves delayed trying to get across to the West Bank. But again, the good news, traffic finally easing up a little bit after the Crescent City Connection was reopened after the shooting. Once we have more details from the NOPD, we'll bring them to you. Thank you. and appreciate all the information and uh, hopefully a safe ride home for everybody. Just be careful. Be a little bit patient, too, because uh, that's something I don't have a lot of. But uh, uh, driving the highways like I do, I see they got plenty of them like me <laughs> that, that doesn't have a lot of patience on the road. Thank you. and appreciate it, buddy. My pleasure, Mike. Thank you. All righty. 
Charlie, we're going to go back to what we uh, talked about, uh, tight ends for the 2024 draft last year. Uh, I told you this, this, it was 37 years for me. I'd never seen a tight end class like what happened last year. And I had seven players, um, tight end-wise, that were in my top 78. That had never happened before for me. Six of those seven went in the top 78. Only one got out of there, and that was Darnell Washington, uh, the big fellow from Georgia who got who fell to 93, and we find out that there was some injury tags placed on him, and that's the reason he fell out of that top 78. But six tight ends go in the top uh, 78 in the draft, and we, we all saw Dalton Kincaid for Buffalo and Laporta. What an unbelievable rookie season he had for the Lions. Uh, Luke Musgrove and, and Tucker Kraft both got picked by the uh, Green Bay Packers, one in the second round, the other one in the third round. Uh, so the Packers sort of loaded up on tight end. They were smart. Uh, they saw that talent. I'm not passing it up. And uh, also Michael Mayer. He, he goes mm-hmm. to the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, – Luke Schumacher uh, from Michigan, he he went to Dallas in round two. This year is not going to be nearly kind of early packed with tight ends. I think only two will go in the top uh, two rounds of the draft, only one in round one, and that's Brock Bowers. We all saw him at Georgia, just a dynamic pass catcher, a guy who finds that nook and cranny downfield to get open. He is athletic, catches the ball so clean. And then once he catches it, man, he can kick it into gear and he's out into the open field. He's a big-time threat. Third down, red zone. That's what Brock Bowers really excels at. And if you're playing against Georgia, okay, you got to stop the run first. That's first and foremost. you got to stop it. But if you're trying to line up somebody in the passing game to stop, Man, it was all built around Brock Bowers uh, of trying to slow him down. Good luck. He seemingly always found a way to get open. I have him as my 10th overall player. I don't think he'll go in the top 10. I think he'll be more of a 15, 16 type pick. I think the devaluation, and we saw even last year, of guys that, you know, I thought maybe would go 22nd. They went 28. Just a little kickback. And I think that will affect Brock Bowers also uh, with all the big men. Cause once the three quarterbacks go and the three receivers go and then you have those two linemen going early and Alt and Fashanu, then I think you're going to see a run on offensive linemen. So I think Brock Bowers is a top half guy in round one. And I wouldn't be surprised a team on the back end looking for a tight end maybe would try to trade up to get Brock. It's funny because when I look at Bowers, I see, you know, we were talking with Mosley about this last hour. He could go as high as five to the Chargers. If he doesn't, though, he's going to fall a little bit. And I could see him going, like you're saying, middle of the first round. 16th pick. That's why for me. Um, and to, to think about if your draft grades there, this, when the Saints pick, it's, it would be tough to, to pass on him because you don't have a tight end that's that talented on your team. But, man, you need a big man. Uh, I don't care if it's an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman. Brock Bowers has a lot of Travis Kelsey in him as a receiver. You can see it. He's got a lot of that in him as a pass catcher downfield. And uh, we see just how good Kelsey's been with the Chiefs because even when he's covered, he's open. And I think 
that's what we saw in college with Brock. And a lot of bracket coverage going up against Brock Bowers. If I'm playing Georgia, he's the guy. I, I got to take out uh, from the pitch and catch part of the game. So I think he'll be a top 16 pick. I think a guy will go anywhere from the middle of round two, maybe a little bit later is Jatavian Sanders, who's a flex tight end uh, from Texas. A uh, guy that is a great athlete, can get up the field. He is a nightmare to sort of cover one-on-one. He gives you a lot of issues downfield because of his athleticism. And I think he's a guy that in round two, if you're looking to fill that build of that pass catcher, and that's what college football is all about today. Uh, very few guys can do both really well. Sanders can catch the ball, and again, he scares the bejesus out of you every time he's downfield with the ball in his hands. So, and then your third round guy is Kate Stover from Ohio State, Mike. And I mean, generally, where do you expect Stover to be in kind of that mix as far as the third round goes? You yeah. said you only have two guys in those first two rounds. I think early to mid third round. I think so. He, you'd say that they're out of the first like seventy five picks, there will only be two tight ends taken. Only be two tight ends, and I think Stover probably goes from seventy six to to ninety two or three somewhere in that range. Now you think about Ohio State tight ends, you think about their blocking skills. That's not Stover's main value. It's as a receiver. And he's also got a way of finding that little open spot downfield, making the catch. He's solid as a blocker. Uh, but he's no slam bang type of guy. But he is a really good receiver. And um, I think people will like what he can bring to the table as a solid blocker and a really dependable guy downfield. And he's a, more athletic than people think. And then, you know, you're talking about a solid blocker. We're <laughs> going to talk about the block first guy next. Your fourth tight end on the board, Minnesota's Brevin Span Ford, Mike. He's all of six foot six and a half, two hundred seventy pounds. Mm-hmm. Now, again, he may be more than that or less than that, but he's like another tackle. He's the best blocking tight end in this group. And when you see him, when you're going to see him at the combine, you're not going to question that. Just how big he is a massive guy. And you saw a lot of times when Minnesota ran the football, short yarded situations, red zone, they ran it right behind Span Ford uh, because, because of his size. And uh, again, he brings you that element as a blocker. He's a solid receiver. Uh, he's not. Uh, going to overwhelm you there, and that's an area where he's got to get better. He's a bit of a body snatcher. All those passes that I've seen him up, up against the body, he's got to learn how to catch it out front with his hands, but he's a great inline blocker. It's like an extra tackle, like you were saying, Mike. On, yeah, on if you go in big formation, and, you know, if I'm the L.A. Chargers, you know, I think about it, you know, uh, Jim Harbaugh saw that guy at Minnesota, and I'm looking for a big man to help me in the power formations. Uh, Span Ford might be that guy. I think the most intriguing of all the tight ends, once you get past Bowers, is is Ben Sennett uh, from Kansas State. He won the Lowland Award, which is given to the best fullback in America. But he's played wide receiver, fullback, H-back, and tight end at Kansas State. He can catch the football. He's a really good athlete. He's smooth into and out of his cuts and breaks, catches the ball real clean. And then after the catch, man, he's tough to bring down in the open field. 
but he gives you so much versatility. If you're going to play power football, that he can line up in the backfield as a as a blocking fullback. You can use him as an H back, as a tight end. Ben Sinnott's a, a name to watch. I think maybe a little bit later in the third round, if you're looking for that versatility, Ben Sinnott would be that type player. And then a couple guys later on, Florida State's got two of them. Jaheim Bell, great athlete who has run back punts and kicks. He's played running back, wide receiver, and tight end. So he's been a jack-of-all-trades for FSU, and he catches the ball, and then he's tough to bring down in the open field. And I think Johnny Wilson, the receiver from Florida State, they're going to convert him back to tight end. That's what he was recruited at at one time. Um, I don't know about his quickness to get off the line of scrimmage as a wide receiver, but at tight end, he brings you a big man element who can catch the football uh, over the middle. And I think Johnny Wilson will eventually be uh, a tight end in the NFL. The one guy medicals will play a big part with, Eric All uh, from Iowa. Because if it's not for the medicals, he may be the three guy. And I think close, but he's got a lot of, he's had a lot of medical issues and a spinal injury that he had surgery on. And a lot of people say, well, why somebody lasts so long like Tajay Spears? You know why? It's not that the general manager and the head coach passed on him. They got a medical a deal on him, a medical flag. It's where you pick him at. Eric all can play. Uh, it's where you're going to get him. We got a text, Mike. Just draft any tight end from Iowa, all being in an and Iowa so prospect. Eric, Eric is one of them. Something's going to take a chance, uh, yeah. despite maybe some medical issues on this guy. As you said, he's got a really high ceiling. It's just the medicals are a little bit questionable. But just the kind of the Iowa tight end production has been unbelievable. I mean, we just saw it this past year with Sam Laporta. He was outstanding, but even further back, you got the guys Kittle. like Noah Fan, George Kittle. Yeah, so I, it's been a tight end factory. And I think all and Hawk. Them, yeah, Hawkinson as well. <laughs> You're right. So. I mean, someone will take a chance on Eric Hall. Yeah, if you can get that clearance on medicals, Eric Hall's a guy to watch. And Theo Johnson from Penn State, he played in the Senior Bowl. He's a big tight end, uh, solid run blocker, really good receiver downfield. He needs to work on as, as a pass router runner. But uh, Theo's another guy that uh, I think some team's going to overdraft. Uh, based off of potential, because he's got a lot of athletic skills. So those are my top tight ends available for the 2024 draft. When we come back, we'll have on with us Blake Rufino, founder of CEO of the Are You Serious Network, talking about LSU basketball, LSU baseball, and maybe kick in a little football question somewhere along the line right after this break here on the Big 870. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with Charlie Long. And on our Oakwood Hard Jewelers talk and text line from the RU Serious Network, the founder and CEO of the Sports Network covering uh, the LSU Fighting Tigers. We have on with us Blake Rafino. Blake, thanks so much for your patience and a lot of traffic snarls here in the city, so we had to get to it. But we appreciate your patience and, and joining us. Uh, man, but last night was special, wasn't it, to see Matt McMahon not only once because hey listen um you know we, we both grew up you know sort of you know in the country and we know that lightning does strike twice in the same spot and that's about what you got last night after what happened Saturday against South Carolina and what happened late in the game because man for a while I thought you know all those missed free throws are gonna come back to bite you Kentucky I think was 12 for 12 in free throws LSU missed nine and I was like oh god here we go another bad loss and they come up with that tip and man and the PMAC exploded after that Mike I gotta be honest I don't feel comfortable until we go down 15 <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean I just don't feel comfortable until we get down really bad uh, so that we can come back you know Mike I think that you can tell a little bit too even even today in the press conference with Matt McMahon feels like that monkey's off his back a little bit yep. you know a lot of people compared him to Will Wade and everything that was going on there Man, did he feel a little bit more confident about his uh, about his squad and about him being here? So I am happy for him. But look, Mike, I got to be honest. The two young the two young guys, Tyrell Ward and Jalen Reed, both in back to back games having big performances, and that is what propelled you the last two wins. Both of them shooting over seventy five percent right now. So when you have that, that's obviously going to be a big deal, and why you won, Mike, for the first time in SEC history, where a team has beaten a ranked opponent. Uh, by one point. So just very, very good basketball from Matt McMahon and the Tigers. Here's my thing. Uh, I, I, I'm going to never believe in uh, momentum, okay? I, I don't believe in that. Momentum lasts about as long as you get down or you get hit in the mouth <laughs> in football. But I do believe in confidence. Okay, you've mm-hmm. done it now. Now you've done it twice. It builds some confidence uh, on a, a team. And I think he's got that going for him and for the future. I know you, you've talked about it a lot on your shows about, man, you land two top recruits for next year. Uh, so this is about, we're talking about today, but you're always looking, you know, sort of in the telescope of what's <clears throat> going to happen down the road. And Matt McMahon looks as though he's finally starting to put those bricks together at LSU. And that, that was a tough a look because we see it today not only in college basketball also in college football college baseball and a coach leaves uh, it's like kicking an ant pile they all running uh you, you're not keeping that back anymore he had a tough sort of rebuild and you're starting to see some of the fruits of his labor well and mike i just think that from an x's and o's standpoint no shot at will wade whatsoever here He's just a better X's and O coach, right? The, the things and the things that he is, is uh, scheming up, I, I think, has shown here in the last 
uh, a couple of weeks. But I agree with you on the confidence point. Uh, Mike, i got to be honest. I mean, look, now, I mean, I played high school baseball, my, my grandfather being a head coach, uncle right after him being a head coach. And I'll never forget, man, Mike, I went two for three against the Amy Warriors. Man, I walked from school, my britches were a little bit, you know, smoother. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. And I think that the, what you said is the, the biggest thing because for Tyrell Ward, who is the game-winning shot. Mike, he was a 29% yeah. uh, uh, shooter from behind the three-point line. Hold on. Hold on one second. Guys, y'all got that set for tonight? Here it is. Mike, he is shooting 69% from three. So something that we'll talk about tonight, the last three games he's shooting 69%. I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about confidence. Does that kid two weeks ago, now that he's been shooting lights out, does he go off of that ball and hit that shot last night? So I agree with you wholeheartedly on the confidence part. And, look, now they go into a stretch, Mike, where where you could have the next five games here, a couple of them being at home, you face Missouri, who might be the worst team in the league. Mississippi State is not a good team uh, in the league. Vanderbilt might not win another conference game in the league. I think they only have two conference wins. Not only can you get back to 500, you could surpass that. And, Mike, now we're, we're going to have to have the conversation. Now, if they're, if they're a tournament team, because if they went out and they do what we think that they can do in the SEC and the conference, heck, if they get one or two wins in the SEC tournament, Mike, they're going to be a tournament team. So, <laughs> coming a far away from when they lost to Nichols in the in the non-conference to where they sit at right now. The four-day turnaround is just unbelievable from what we were talking about this team Maybe being getting potentially an NIT team Maybe. to now having a chance to go on a run here. And, Blake, you mentioned Tyrell Ward. I think he's been a key. Uh, he goes for a career-high 16 against South Carolina on Saturday, and then he surpasses it with 17 just this past night, including that game-winning shot. I want to get your thoughts further on this you know, weekend series, the next couple weeks that they have, uh, five more games in SEC play, as you mentioned, Mississippi State, and then Georgia, both games at home, and then they travel to Vanderbilt, travel to Arkansas, and then host Missouri. It seems like the schedule, Mike and I were talking about this earlier, was really front-loaded with a lot of the tough teams that they play, uh, and they have a really easy stretch at the end, but they're gaining momentum and confidence, as we, as we mentioned throughout this interview, with those two wins over South Carolina and Kentucky, I mean, 4-1 and one gets you, you know, to 18 wins. If you go 5-0, and oh, Blake, I think you're right about the bubble conversation. I think it starts to grow a little bit for those teams. Well, no question. And even if you do slip up one and you go 4-1 and one down this stretch, you can get two tournament wins. And, and I've I, I got to have – I mean, you start talking then, they got – they're on the bubble. Actually, I think they bursted the bubble if they do that because then – you're talking about a team at that given moment that would be 7-2 and two down the stretch with multiple top 25 wins, right? So, I, look, I, <laughs> I'm no Joe Lenardi here, okay, but I did pass kindergarten math, and math tells me that there's nobody – when you get to that many wins in the conference, there's no I, – I, I'm pretty sure I saw this stat last night. If they do what we think that they can do, no team with that many conference wins has been left out of an NCAA tournament. So you would then have to explain why this team, maybe the loss to Nichols, maybe some of the early season losses. Um, but, man, you can't judge them off of that when they're this red hot. I mean, you're not doing it to Florida, which is a team that LSU almost beat on the road, by the way, but lost by two. Um, so a crazy, crazy turn of events here for Matt McMahon to get that monkey off his back.
Yeah, and Cody Warsham, the associate AD at LSU, posted uh, four quad one wins for LSU basketball now. That's more than Alabama, that's more than Auburn, Kentucky, and Florida. So LSU is definitely moving up there. I, I just think if I'm looking at this schedule and I'm Coach McMahon, you won the two hardest games left on your schedule. Go out and sweep right. the competition, get hot going into SEC tourney play, as you're saying, Blake, and, and I mean, what can happen if you win a couple games? You're in the tournament. Gain more confidence in what you're doing, and I think that's the key for anything in sports. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't believe in what you're doing is going to help you win, you're not going to win. And I think now this team is playing with a little bit of confidence. Let's see if they can carry this over now because, Blake, I always talk about this, how you handle success. Because we used to having failure in life, okay? I think for most of us, we've all kind of stumbled and fell a couple, three times. How you handle success, and I think that's going to be the big measuring stick now for Matt McMahon after beating South Carolina and Kentucky, how this team handles the success of those two wins. No question. And, Mike, i got to be honest, I, I mean, they answered a big question for me last night on that, you know, in, in reference to – you know, I, I thought I thought that they would beat Kentucky. I'll just be honest. I mean, heck, I said it on my show. I thought they were going to lose to South Carolina and beat Kentucky. It was what I thought was going to happen. Um, because, obviously, going on the road is a very tough task, especially in that building uh, in Columbia. But, I mean, they turned right around. And Trey Hannibal, you know, is somebody that we're not talking a lot about. Yes, he is. He is not. He does not shoot the ball well. I get that. But having those twelve big boards uh, against South Carolina, and then the plays that he had last night, he came out with two offensive rebounds, or I think it was one or two, uh, two offensive rebounds that got you the extra possession. Which then Will Baker hits that three to tie it, okay, to, to keep you in the game. So it, it, the, the thing that I love most about this team is how how much they hustle. They're not going to out-talent you. They're not going to out-physical you. But they give so much effort, which makes you fall in love with a team like that. Because when you're giving it everything you got, win, lose, or draw, I don't know how you don't back them. Last question for you, uh, Blake, is uh, Gage Jump. And it was funny, uh, Monday we had yeah. Scotty Sanders on with us. And Scotty was, Mike, I guarantee you. Uh, Gage Jump is gonna maybe maybe he got a little insider information. He's gonna start Thursday. I was like, okay, he's gonna be on a pitch count, but he'll start Thursday. And uh, that's the guy. It didn't matter who you talk to. If it was Scott, who's a former Major League Baseball pitcher, if it was Jay Johnson, man, they talked about. Um, how would you assess his uh, his start today? Pitch what uh, two and a third innings uh, yeah. uh, baseball. The, the first inning he got kind of twenty seven pitches. Twenty seven pitches. Inning. So if you're on a fifty pitch count, uh, you're not going to go too far. Yeah, going real far with that. How would you look at right. Gage Jump in that game coming off the Tommy John surgery and and how well he pitched? Well, look, he he, he started off the game with a strikeout and he ended the first inning with a K as well. But then Summerhill came up, uh, uh, the third hole guy. And he got a ground ball after a walk. So he could have had a one, two, three inning there. So the inning is extended, but not on him. You got an error, error by Braswell on um, what should have been a, a tailor made double play and, and a four, six, three. He comes back in, in, in the second and gets a one, two, three there, and then gets a K and then uh, a walk. So, I mean, look, he gives up the run, but the run's not earned on him, mainly due to, look, he should have faced the minimum amount of batters that he saw. 
Um, I thought he was exceptional. I thought he looked. I thought personally he's looked good in his two appearances. But like you said, when you throw 27 pitches and you have a 50 pitch uh, count, you know I'm assuming will be 65 the next time that he goes. Uh, guys, I, I really think he, he's going to be your Saturday guy. I think they'll ultimately loop, move home into the Friday night spot, and then Jump will be there. And I don't. I. I Doug Thompson said this today, and I, I somewhat agree with him. I don't know of a better one-two-three punch that LSU has had, possibly what you could have ha- could have with Graves Jump. I thought he was I thought he was exceptional today. I mean, you got to make the play behind him. Right. If he gives right. you a, a tailor-made ground ball, you got to make the play. There's no excuse there. And and look, when you're playing defense, when you have a defensive lineup in there, you go and get Braswell. Who, who Jay has said religiously, look, defensively, he's a stud. Well, you can't make an error there. So I, I thought he did pretty well. Oh, uh, repeat something an old uh, baseball manager told me years ago. I think what you're looking at in LSU is a team that we playing and it's going to be really hot outside. So <laughs> it, I mean, it's not going to be real quick out. I think they're going to be playing and it's going to be real hot outside. Well, look, if, they, if they're quick out, then <laughs> something, something really bad happened. That's all I know. <laughs> Thank you, Blake. Appreciate it, buddy. See you guys. See you all next time. All righty. Blake Rafino, founder and CEO of Are You Serious Network, does a great job covering the LSU Tigers, baseball, basketball, football. And uh, we'll be back with Triple Option. Steve Geller will join us right after this break on the Big 870 WWL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with Charlie Long. Steve Geller joins us for Triple Option on our top takes on some of the top stories in sports today. Stephen, go to you first. Well, gentlemen, I was looking on the Twitter sphere or X, whatever you want to call it today, and something popped up from Pro Football Focus Saints. I uh, thought it was very interesting. And a guy I don't think gets enough credit for this team uh, this past season in Paulson Adebo. Uh, touchdowns allowed in coverage 2022 season, Adebo had five. I think it was a pretty down year, you could say, for his sophomore season uh, playing with the Saints. And then this year, just one touchdown allowed in coverage for Adebo had 18 pass breakups that's the third best in the NFL then you add in the four interceptions two forced fumbles two fumbles recovered a lot of talk has been obviously about the possible trade of Marshawn Lattimore and I think that you could easily slot Adebo in as your number one corner with the Saints and then you move Elante Taylor to that number two slot that second slot you know outside corner position you still need to get a slot guy, but we, we kind of saw last year that Alante was not that person. But for me, man, Paulson Adebo is definitely a guy on the rise for the team and looking forward to see what he can do in year four uh, with the Saints. And you're going to have to pay him. Oh, yeah. Now, I sure. know what it costs uh, to sign a, a really good starting corner, and I think he's developing to that. I think part of the offseason will be that's the strength of the team when you look at it you know, top to bottom. 
What's going to happen with Isaac? Yes. Because, man, you might not be able to afford him. That's He's going to have to go somewhere else. And so you might not be able to cut a deal with him. So a lot of big decisions in the offseason and certainly at the cornerback position of what happens there. Charlie? Guys, last night, LSU basketball, obviously the huge win against Kentucky, but one player that really stood out to me on Kentucky's side, Rob Dillingham off the bench. If you're looking at the leading scorer, he wasn't that. He had 23, and Reeves for Kentucky had 25. But Dillingham made some crazy shots in the final couple of minutes, guys, That and one that he had when he drove to the paint. And he's only, I think, 6'2 and a half, but he's so skilled. Uh, and I was looking at a little bit at Kentucky players in the NBA, former Kentucky guards, and it seems like m- recently you'll see – a lot of players that may have not put up the biggest numbers necessarily in college, but then they translate to the NBA super well. Guys like, you know, Devin Booker a little bit further back, but then more recently, Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's an MVP candidate this year, uh, Jamal Murray, who won a championship just last year, Tyrese Maxey's been outstanding for the Sixers. He's probably in the running for most improved player. And Dillingham is apparently a top five prospect. I went and looked at CBS Sports. They did a mock draft. They have him going at pick four to the Charlotte Hornets. From what I saw last night, guys, it's very much warranted. He has a lot of skill at the guard position, and I think he's going to be a name to watch once the NBA draft comes up in a couple months. Um, I was going to do 44 years, but Charlie and I talked <laughs> about that man with uh, Miracle on Ice and um, iconic you know, call, definitely. Man, that that you know Al Michaels calling that was unbelievable. But the fact that it wasn't live is is the other part because if you don't remember that, it wasn't. Uh, it was tape delayed, but you knew. The USA had won, uh, but um, station network people decided, you know what, early, we're not going to put it live. Uh, we've seen the Soviet Union play. It might not be too, um, you know, too pretty. And then all of a sudden you get the greatest upset in my lifetime uh, happen in front of you. But um, this ha- this is uh, with Randy Gratishar, who just got put into Pro Football's Hall of Fame. And, you know, Randy we came out of uh, Ohio State, Woody Hayes said he was the best linebacker he ever coached. Now, you think about all those years at Ohio State. They had some linebackers there. Randy Gratishar, he three-year starter there. Hayes' comments, uh, 320 career tackles, 134 tackles as a senior. He was the 14th overall pick in the 1974 draft. Guess who picked 13? The Saints. And guess what they were looking for? A linebacker. They passed on Randy Gratishar from Ohio State to pick another Ohio State linebacker in Rick Middleton, who was, uh, I guess, a good college player, and that was about it. And I had a coach from the Saints team tell me, man, we waiting, and here we picking 13th, and we all think it's going to be Gratishar. And we hear the name Rick Middleton. It's like everybody sort of looked around. Rick Middleton, who is that? Uh, we heard of Gratishar. We hadn't heard of Rick Middleton before. And Rick spent all of two seasons with the Saints. Then he got traded to the San Diego Chargers in the Bobby Douglas trade. People who remember the 70s remember Bobby Douglas. Left-handed quarterback who was with the Bears. And then he ends up with the uh, Chargers and um, ended up making that trade. And he spent three years there, mostly a special teams guy. But that was a comment from this same coach who tells me that Rick Middleton, he said, Mike, I'm telling you, um, he was a flow linebacker. He wasn't a real physical guy. And he had the upper body strength of Don Knotts. <laughs> you know, and people, Don Knotts, come on, he's Barney Fife on Andy Griffin. Uh, so 
Think about that. The Hall of Famer, Randy Gratishar, who played 10 seasons in the NFL, seven-time Pro Bowler, was the 1978 NFL Defensive Player of the Year, had over 2,000 NFL tackles. The Saints passed on him to pick Rick Middleton. And that wasn't the worst of the passes that they had back then. But that is memorable because I had a Saints coach tell me, man, none of us in that room knew who the hell Rick Middleton was. We had all saw Randy Gratishar and like, man, what's happened with Gratishar? Oh, maybe he's got a little knee issue or something like that. Man, you talk about some bad info the Saints had in the scouting department back in the 60s and 70s. We'll be back to finish it off here in our number two of Sports Talk right after this break. We're finishing up here in our number two of Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with Charlie Long and Steve Geller. And uh, Steve, you got Ali Cosell uh, coming on talking about the Pels in a big game tonight as uh, they want to continue that winning streak going up against the Rockets. Yeah, man, the All-Star break is over. Glad that NBA basketball is back in the Smoothie King Center the next three games for the Pels. And, man, everybody's got high expectations that this team can get that five or six seed, maybe even get up a little more 50-win season, maybe possible. Who knows? No, he base for 49 right now, guys. He bears picking 50, so I'm going on the under. We'll be back with more (laughs) sports talk right after this break on the Big 870. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.